Welcome to the Power of a Woman podcast. This podcast is centered around helping you reclaim and finding yourself as a woman, connecting with how you want to feel in your life and body, and changing the narrative on not only how we approach health for women, but also how we treat ourselves and the stories that we tell ourselves. I'm so grateful you're here. Let's dive in. Hello, I'm so excited to speak with you guys today. My name is Brooke Razzi. That is also where you can find me on Instagram, but I am the owner of Brooke Razzi Coaching. I am a functional nutritionist. I started in the fitness world as a personal trainer over 15 years ago now. Through that time, I have become a mom of two and left my corporate career to start my business and now have other practitioners working for me. In our business, we work a lot with women and the women that we work with can be moms. They can be wanting to be a mom. They can have corporate careers. They can work from home. They can be a mother and managing a lot of things in their home as well. And one of the things that we have found to be something that we don't necessarily recognize as an area that we can really help to increase our capacity and help really build the things that we want is within our routines. When we talk with a lot of our clients, we really do start to talk about how your hormones are playing a role and how your nutrition is playing a role and and how your workouts and all those things can impact. But one of the things that we forget about is you can have the most perfect nutrition plan in the world. And you can have the best workout routine. And if you're not finding your routine to be set up to support the things that you want, we can still struggle. So what do I really mean by routine? Routine is the things that we, you know, wake up on a daily basis. We, whatever the first thing that we do in the morning, we brush our teeth, we get ready. You know, if we have kids, then we are getting our kids ready and we are getting them off to school. And then we're going about our day to day in the way that we do. Right. And then, and then the evening routine starts and there's a routine for a lot of things, whether we recognize it or not in our day. Some of those things are intentional. Some of those things are things that we don't even realize that we do. So when we look at our routine, I had a big teaching in the last couple of weeks. I actually went on a retreat and in this retreat, she took all of our phones away from us. And I knew that there was probably some like unhealthy attachment to my phone and scrolling social media and, and things like that in there. But when our phone was taking at first, I was like, it won't be that bad. I know my kids are okay. Everything's fine. And I'll be able to handle it just fine. And the first day it actually felt great. The second day though, I started to notice how much of a routine my phone is in my everyday life. And What I did not notice that would happen by the end of that retreat is I almost didn't want my phone back. It was, it had become a way for me to mindlessly escape things. It had become a part of my routine that wasn't serving what I wanted. And take the phone out and replace it with something else. We all probably have something in our routine that has become something that we use to mindlessly maybe escape. We don't even realize has become a comfort for us in some way is not supporting us in the way that we want to feel or the life that we desire to live. So when we start to think of our routines, what I really start to do with our clients is I always want to say, I want you to work it backwards. 
how do you want to feel first? Then we'll talk about routines. Tell me how you want to feel in your everyday. How do you want it to feel for you internally in an environment standpoint for your kids, for your family? What do you want that to look like and feel like? When you think about that, a lot of times for me, what I said was, I want to feel freedom. I want it to feel light. I want to feel flexible. I want to feel connected. I want to feel present, right? And and for me, what I was noticing was my phone was taking away a lot of those things that I was saying I wanted to feel. And it was a part of my routine that wasn't serving how I wanted to feel. So I want you to take a moment as I'm talking here, and I want you to think about what are those first words that come to you? And you can write them down. The first thing that you think about, and don't even overthink it. Just what's the first thing that comes up? How do I want to feel in my everyday life with my kids, as a mom, as myself, in my relationships? What are the ways that I want those to feel like? And write that down. And then let's start to work it backwards. We can really start to look at what's break down our routine from like the very minute that we wake up in the morning to the things that we're doing. Now, obviously some things are not in our control and they may not be necessarily serving how we want to feel, but sometimes there are things that are just a part of what we need to do, but they might accomplish how we want to feel down the road or indirectly. Okay. So break it all down. You know, the first thing that you do when you wake up in the morning, what's that first thing? If your answer is grab your phone like mine was, then that might be one of the first things that we need to kind of look at in our routine. It may not be serving how you want to feel. It may not be serving feeling connected like it didn't for me. It may, may not be serving this feeling of presence because every time that I was grabbing it, it started my day with almost an anxious feeling, especially as a business owner of like, what might, what might I be missing today? And, you know, what is going on? And, you know, if there's any emails that I got that I need to catch up on and any messages that I might have missed or anything along those lines, right? So sometimes it can start that day with an anxious feeling and that's not starting the day how I want to feel. And then that feeling stays with me. A lot of times you're going to hear people say like, well, you know, you should start your day with a morning routine. Then I would laugh because I'm like, I have a five and a two and a half year old. So my daughter is usually the one waking me up in the morning. So I am more than likely not waking up and turning on my essential oil diffuser and sitting and journaling and, and reading a 10 pages of a book and sitting and doing some meditation. And it's just probably not happening for me in the morning. And that's okay. But there are minor things that we can do within our routines that can help serve how we want to feel. And one of those simple things for me was to wake up and just not grab my phone. It was to wake up and when my daughter does come wake me up in the morning to just sit and spend that time that I would have been on my phone with her and talk to her and just take a moment to just ask her, what are you excited about today? Here's what mommy's excited about today and have a moment of just connecting with her because sometimes we don't realize how much even being on our phone might come off to them. Too. Now, I'm not saying that you may be on your phone every morning, but think about what that is for you in that routine that might be pulling away in your morning from how you want to feel. Because the way that we start our day is oftentimes the way that we will complete our day. So one of the things that I started doing outside of spending time with her was making my bed first thing in the morning. Now, I resisted this for a long time because my mom would force me to do it as I was growing up. And then finally, at 36 years old, I was like, well, I should probably start doing it because maybe my mom was right. And making my bed 
is a way that I can start my day and set the tone for the way that I am going to act the rest of my day. And it's simple. I don't do it perfectly, but I put the effort in to making the bed and it took me two minutes. So every morning I take two minutes and I get my daughter involved and we make our bed together. And what that really does for me is that one clears my mind and gives me a little bit of peace, that moment of being present, a little bit of that feeling of freedom that was a part of my core desired feelings. So making my bed as simple as it is, and as silly as it might sound, started my day with this feeling that I desired. And then what starts to happen over time is I don't even realize, but I'm starting to make other small actions towards the way that I desire. So while I might talk to our clients about nutrition and fitness and things like that, one of the things that can start to happen is if you've ever heard the term, the way that you do anything is the way that you do everything, right? So the way that I show up for myself in other areas of my life can help determine the way that I show up for myself with my health. So for me, it was, okay, I'm going to do this. And then now that breakfast that I've been avoiding doing before I take the kids to school in the morning I realized, you know, that thing that I've been putting off about making my bed really only took me two minutes and it didn't take any more time out of my morning. What was taking more time out of my morning was this and my phone. So I realized what it was like to replace that with something else. So in the morning, I started to make myself something with a little bit of protein in it so I could start my day feeling a little bit more satiated and a little bit more regulated through the morning as I took the kids to school. So I wasn't getting too hanger feelings. I could feel a little bit more emotionally present and I could still be more tuned into what my kids needed for me in the mornings. And it really didn't take much more time. I'm starting to realize a lot of these things in my routine that I was saying I didn't have the time for. What really was happening was I that time was there. But that time was getting prioritized into things that weren't aligning with the way that I was saying that I wanted to feel. So I really sat down and I just started with my morning and I assessed the way that I was doing those things there. So it allowed me to make my bed, not touch social media, start my day with less anxiety, start my day being more present with my kids, which allowed me to also start my day with something that was protein-based that was going to help make me physically feel good through the morning. Um, And in return, that energy that I was carrying from doing those things was transferring on to my kids. My kids were starting the day more relaxed. My kids were starting the day more present. There was less meltdowns happening in the morning. There was more just consistency happening all around, more of a feeling that I wanted more of that feeling of connection, more of that feeling of presence, all found from a small way that I did something different in my routine. I didn't need to find more time. All I needed to do was exchange some of the time that I already was using on things that wasn't serving the way that I wanted to feel and interchange it for something that was going to serve the way that I wanted to feel. So you can take that example and you can break it down into multiple other parts of your day, right? But for the sake of not feeling like you need to go from zero to 60, which a lot of us can feel like sometimes, you don't have to change this all overnight. What I usually will tell our clients is start with one area. Start with your morning. 
just like I did. I didn't put any pressure onto what the rest of my day looked like. I started with the morning. And when you start with the morning, then you can naturally start to feel it transition into the rest of the day. And even if it doesn't, it's still a win because you started with one area of your routine that was showing up to serve more of how you wanted to feel in your day, which was allowing you more capacity to do the other things that you wanted and also to help you feel and take actions on the things that were going to make you physically feel the way that you wanted to feel and was transferring into the way that you're showing up as a mom, was showing up in your life and showing up in what the energy and the environment of your home feels like. So start the day with the morning. And then let it transfer to the rest. Once that morning becomes consistent, it's routine, it's a habit, just like grabbing my phone was a habit. Once I reestablished that habit, which, you know, I could throw out the numbers of the science of how many days it takes and all that, but that can be very different for each person. So you just start with the habit first. Once it becomes a habit, then we move on to another part of our day. Maybe we move into our midday. Maybe we look at something that we're doing in our midday that isn't aligning with how we want to feel. Maybe we go to our evening routine next instead, and then we leave the midday for later on. You choose what parts of your day need to have a shift in that routine to align with how you want to feel. One of the things that you might need to do first, though, is just sit down and take notes. So just take a blank piece of paper and start to take some notes on it. Draw a line right down the middle, and on one side, write down what's working for you. What's going really well? What do you think already is aligning with how you want to feel? Because we can't acknowledge what's not going well without acknowledging what is actually going really well. So sit down and write down what is actually working for me right now. What is aligning with the way that I want to feel? What is aligning with the way I want our home to feel and my kids to feel and et cetera? And then start to make the list of what's not working. Get down to the nitty gritty with yourself, just like I did with grabbing my phone in the morning. And sometimes you don't even realize, like I said, I didn't even realize how much that was playing a role until my phone was taken away from me on a retreat for four days. And then I saw how much it was impacting me. Sometimes you need to allow yourself to maybe even get a little bit uncomfortable with taking some of those things away to see how you're feeling with it and what that attachment to it might be before you might realize what is or isn't working. So start to make that list. If you feel stuck with it, you might need to just sit down and maybe even talk to your partner and and start to assess together what may or may not be working here. But once you have that list, then you can start to look through what needs to make a shift in our routine. And we're not talking about adding more time, right? We're talking about interchanging the time that we're already using towards a habit that isn't aligning with the way that we want to feel and replacing it with a habit that is aligned with the way that we do want to feel and that will serve us. There's another component to this that we like to bring in with our clients that I learned from my mentor. And it's really more about energy management. Once we really looked at the way that our routines are serving us and not serving us, you can start to bring in what would normally be called time management. And we've replaced it with energy management, right? Because we only have so much energy in a day, not so much time. Right? It's more about the energy and capacity that things are taking out of us as a mom. The mental load is very real. Our capacity sometimes can be very overdone. And one of the biggest things that my mentor would teach is she calls it energetic time management. If you guys have ever heard of Heather Chauvet, this is where I've learned it from. One of the things that we like to do is I like to encourage our clients to sit down and you can get a 
calendar or you can, you know, get your phone's calendar and use that. And you can sit down with your partner or yourself. I would encourage you starting with yourself first, but then you can bring your partner in on this where you feel like you need support. And on a Sunday, take 10 minutes. And it could be at night when you're watching a TV show. It could be over dinner, but take 10 minutes and just review your week. What's coming up this week? What do I have scheduled? What do I need to be prepared for? And just start to make yourself a priority list with the things that are coming up this week. Maybe the kids have something on Friday. Maybe I have a work event on Wednesday. Maybe I have a presentation that's due on Thursday. So what are the things that are in my priorities to support that? You need to be in that list. What are the things in my priorities that are also going to help me feel the way that I want to feel for these things that I have coming up this week? And this goes back to where we can add ourselves in our, into our routine, right? So if I have that presentation due on Thursday, but I'm waking up in the morning and spending time on social media, and that's making me anxious, and it's interrupting my capacity and taking my, my ability to focus, and then I'm not showing up for that presentation the way that I want to. So you need to schedule yourself in that week. All right. On Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday, I'm going to take 10 minutes to myself in the evening. I'm not talking about you need to go take an hour for yourself to do a workout. If that is in your schedule, amazing. But if that's not in your schedule yet, and you don't know where you're going to find the energy, not time, or have more capacity for that right now, don't put the pressure on yourself to add this in yet. Maybe it's 10 minutes. We can all find 10 minutes because it's probably replacing the TV, watching social media, scrolling, something along those lines with 10 minutes of taking a salt bath journaling, reading, meditating, breath work, something small. But one of the biggest things that I usually encourage our clients to do is something mentally restorative for yourself in your week first. Why? Because as a mom, your capacity is probably pretty limited and you are probably carrying a lot in a mental load and this can help to clear some space and just help support. Remember, we're going back to that feeling of how do I want to feel? So I recommend finding some time when you're putting in your priorities in your week that you are in there and you're listing yourself as one. And then you're going to sit down on that Sunday and you're going to plan out, this is what I have coming up this week. And then you're going to communicate to your partner or anybody else that you might need to communicate with, hey, on Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday, I'm going to take 10 minutes for myself in the evening. Either like maybe while you do bath time or after the kids go to bed or something along those lines, before I touch the dishes, before I touch anything along those lines, I'm going to take 10 minutes to myself because 10 minutes is really not taking that much capacity, right? And I'm going to take some time for myself to align with the way that I want to feel. And you may see this transfer into how you sleep at night or anything along those lines if you choose to take it at night, right? And if you're already taking that 10 minutes or so, and maybe that time is a workout or something along those lines, and the communication is, hey, on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, for example, when you take the kids to school, I'm going to get up and go to the gym, or I'm going to get up and do a workout here. So I may not be able to help you out with a morning routine because I'm going to do a workout here in the morning, whatever that may be. But make sure you're scheduling yourself in that routine. And then what the best thing to do is, right? You can do this on Sunday. You can have the best intentions for it. And then the week actually happens. And some of those things that we have really good intentions for don't really plan out or pan out. So I always recommend a nightly review. And this is a good time to bring your partner in if they're part of the scenario. And to sit down and have a conversation around, hey, it's Monday night. How'd your day to go today? 
here's how my day went today. Here's some of the things that I got accomplished today that were priorities on my list. Here are some things that I still need to work on. I'm going to move them to my day tomorrow. And then on Tuesday night, you do the same thing. Hey, how'd your day go today? Here's how my day went today. Review. But most importantly, don't just say like, here's what I didn't get done. Learn from it. Why didn't I get this done? Did life just happen? And, you know, that can happen sometimes, right? Just let it go. But if it's because, well, you know, I skipped my workout because I didn't feel like getting out of bed or I spent way longer on my phone than I thought I was, or I watched two TV shows, or, um, you know, I, I let somebody time rob me and I spent a lot of time talking to a mom at school drop off. And then that took kind of to my workout time, right? So we can start to learn and assess like, okay, well, maybe I need more boundaries, right? Maybe part of my routine and the reason it's not feeling great is because I'm not holding any boundaries in there. So maybe I need to have some compassionate boundaries in my routine with myself and maybe with other people. And I know boundaries can get a bad rap. And that's why I say compassionate boundaries, right? Because boundaries don't have to mean cutting somebody off. It can just mean making sure that you're holding yourself accountable to what we're saying that we want to do. So you're doing that nightly review. And then the next week, you're going to sit down and you're going to establish it again. I promise you, you will have things that you don't get done in a week or you things that you feel like you fail at. And it's not a failure, but there will be things that are just going to be opportunities for us to learn and opportunities to, for us to assess our routines further and really start to learn from what is working in our routine and what isn't. So these two things are really, really good for us to sit down and take the action right? The action of planning out on a Sunday, recapping every evening through the week, planning out again that next week, recapping every evening through the week. And we can really start to assess our routines and what's working and what's not working in those routines. And is it supporting the way that we want to feel or is it not supporting the way that we want to feel? The last component in this for women, especially a cyclical women that I'm going to bring in here that we overlook sometimes. And these are things that we dive in deeper with our clients on, but I'm going to give you an overview. I want you to understand as a woman, when you are cyclical, especially, but even when you're not, you're not meant to feel the same every single day of the month. Repeat that. You're not meant to feel the same every single day of the month. Why? Because of your hormones. And this is not a bad thing. You are a cyclical being. Whereas a male goes through similar hormonal transitions in the same day, you go through those over on average, a 28-day period, which means that you will have times of the month when you're in your follicular stage, for example, which is right after you have your period, technically the day you start your period, but from the day that like you are... Starting your period towards the end of it is when you're really going to start to feel it. And then up until the day that you ovulate, that follicular stage, your estrogen should be more of your dominant hormone in that stage. You can feel more task oriented. You can feel more driven. You can feel more focused. You can just feel more on top of it. Sometimes in that stage of our cycle, it's a little bit more of our like get stuff done mode. I like to call it. And then ovulation happens. And then we start to do a little transition with our hormones and a little dance with our estrogen and progesterone. And progesterone starts to become a little bit more of our dominant hormone. And in our luteal stage, which is where this starts to happen after ovulation leading up to the first day of your period, progesterone is more of our dominant hormone. 
Progesterone does a few things. Progesterone is a natural sleep aid. So you actually might need to sleep a little bit more in the stage of your cycle, which means that in our routine, you might need to go to bed a little bit earlier. You might need to plan to sleep in a little bit more. On average, you need about 30 to 45 minutes extra of sleep in that luteal stage of your cycle, especially at least that like 10 to 12 days leading up to your period, pending the length of your cycle stage. The other things that can happen is progesterone is a prothyroid hormone, which means that you actually can feel hungrier in this stage of your cycle. So no, you're not crazy. You're not losing it. When you feel that way in this stage, your progesterone is actually giving you a little bit of a bump is the best way to explain it. And you actually, on average, need about a 5 to 10% caloric increase in this stage of your cycle. Now, you don't need to track your food to figure that out. You know, it could be some hummus and veggies. It could be a couple squares of dark chocolate, which is always my go-to. So you actually need that in this stage of the cycle. Your luteal stage of your cycle is meant to be more of like our creative space. We're a little bit more tapped into that. We're a little bit more tuned into our body in this stage of our cycle. We're meant to go inward a little bit more in this stage of our cycle. So when you're feeling a difference in those, there can be a big reason why. I laugh because I had a client tell me one time, she's like, I just had so much energy this weekend. I organized all of our closets and our pantry. And I was like, funny, what hormonal stage are you in? She's like, oh, I just had my period. I'm like, yeah, now I know why. Because that's where you're usually going to feel like doing things like that. But sometimes then we get two weeks later and we're in our luteal stage and our hormones have shifted and we're asking ourselves, what's wrong with me? Why am I feeling this way? And we feel like something is off. And it's more than likely not. It's just that we're expecting ourselves to feel the same every single day. So when you're going through your routines, and you're planning out, you know, what are the ways that I want to feel? You need to actually plan for this. And you need to look at how am I going to be feeling in a month? One of the best ways you can do it if you're not aware of your cycle right now is to just start tracking your cycle. Just pay attention to how you are feeling. You have to notice trends because you are cyclical. It's going to take about 90 days for you to really notice trends within yourself. But just start paying attention to it so you can be aware of how you are feeling in those different stages so that you can get more specific when you are planning out those weekly things and you're like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to start my period this week. I usually know when I start my period, I'm lower energy, which means I'm not going to try to do this, this, or this in my routine. You know what? What I'm going to do in my routine instead is I'm going to allow myself to sleep in. I'm going to probably go to bed a little bit earlier. I'm going to plan out a salt bath instead of a workout. And I'm going to allow my body to rest because my hormones are going to be at the lowest point right before my cycle starts. And my body is going to feel like it needs that rest. So I'm going to plan that in my routine. Plan your routines around how you want to feel and work it backwards. Take into consideration how your body is responding from a hormonal standpoint, how that's influencing how you feel, and then start to map out, start to recap with yourself. This will become a routine, but you have to practice it first. So the most important thing I will remind you of as I leave you today is practice. This is not happening perfectly overnight. You're going to have some times where things don't go well. You are not failing at it. It's going to take some time. So practice and keep aligning and keep asking and keep assessing, is this aligned with how I want to feel? Is this routine serving me? Is this routine making me feel the way that I want and show up the way that I want as a mom, as a you know coworker, as a partner, whatever it is? How do I want to feel and work it backwards and build it into your routine and take into consideration how the other areas of your life might be influencing that too?
If you want to dive into this further, you have any questions or anything, please feel free to reach out to me. My Instagram is Brooke Razzie. My email is hello at brookerazzi.com. And I would love to hear from you. And that's it for this episode on the Power of a Woman podcast. If any part of this episode resonated with you, I would greatly appreciate you giving it a review, sharing it on your social media, and tagging me for another woman who may need to hear it too. If changing the narrative is something you're ready to take action on, my coaching programs are set up to help you do just that. We will address the nutrition, movement, lifestyle, stress, gut health, and hormonal needs that you individually have as a woman so that we can help you feel your absolute best and own your power too. Connect with me on Instagram at Brooke Razzie or head over to my website at brookerazzie.com to learn more.